So something super, I guess, surprising to me, but not actually surprising. There aren't a lot of people who like to read, even you know, whether it be nonfiction or fiction. There are a lot of, especially the new generation. I mean, don't get me started. I, I don't think there are a lot of people who like to read. And I think it's being passed down from generation to generation. Just this, I don't know if it's an, uh, uh, they don't like reading or they're just not used to it. But today we're going to talk about books. You're tuned into another episode of the Market Adventures podcast. And today we're going to talk about uh, the best finance book that I've found for building wealth. And also just one of the best books that I've ever read that I just genuinely love to read and listen to. Now, in the show description, I'm going to start doing a Q&A in all my shows with all of you, my listeners. Today's question is going to be, what is your favorite book ever? Now, it's a super nerdy question, but again, I like books. It doesn't have to be finance. It can be literally anything. Let's talk about some great books to read so I can start expanding my uh, my book list. And then maybe we could talk about some of the books later on. We could start a book list, a book club. Uh, we can go on and on with this. And if you don't like books, you can keep tuning in listening to my voice every day. Now, again, in this episode, on that very note, we're going to talk about one of my favorite books ever. It just happens to be a finance book. Are you ready? Drum roll, please. Richest Man in Babylon. That's the book. I know I didn't do a drum roll. My bad. I was going to hit my desk and do a drum roll, but then I thought if I edit the audio to take out background sounds, I'm going to take it out anyway, and I don't want to really hit my knuckles against the desk. But uh, Richest Man in Babylon, that's the book. I have a physical copy up right above my, my desk here, and I also listen to the audiobook religiously. Probably I've listened to it at least three times just this week. Super, super good book. Quick book to listen to, quick book to read, but so impactful. Now, what we, what I really want to focus in on and zoom in on is the five laws of gold in this book. Now, there's five laws of gold. I think there's three laws of gold, and then there's the seven rules uh, or seven uh, laws to fattening your purse. There's a lot of different, um, I guess, numbered principles in this book. But we're going to talk about the five laws of gold because they're simple. Um, and they're easily replaced, right? And replaced, I mean, they're easily, they can easily be represented in today. All right? So for modern times, the five laws of gold, which in Babylon, where this book was set place, um, which again is, is centuries ago, where people use gold and silver and copper as an exchange of currency or exchange of value, where today we use money, we're going to use our five laws of money for modern times. Now, uh, if you don't know about Babylon, it is was one of the richest cities ever, and the uh, I guess the story here is that this one guy who ended up being the richest man in Babylon was able to teach this lesson of, of finance and wealth to the other members at Babylon at the behest of the king. Right, the king asked him to teach uh, the other members of the city how to build riches because he was the richest man in Babylon. So that's how the story essentially unfolds, but it all starts with desire. So the the person that was not the main character, right? Arkad is the main character. The not main character is one of Arkad's old friends who wanted money, just randomly was like, yo, I'm tired of this life. I, I'm working. I have no money to show for it. My family wants me to work harder so they can get money because they're feeling the brunt of it. I want to learn how to make money like Arkad because he makes money passively. And I'm paraphrasing here. They use a lot of 
doth thou thy and they use a lot of old term old term english old term language so i'm paraphrasing but it all started with desire right it didn't start with money it started with desire but it all comes and it all stems and it all uh you know permeates and permeates not the right word it all uh comes out of these five laws right the first law money comes to those who will save at least 10% of all they earn Right. I mean, there's, it, it is, again, in old English. So there's a lot of thou and thyeth and saveth and things like that. But in, in, in modern English, money comes to those who will save at least 10 percent of all they earn. That means if you earn one hundred dollars in your next paycheck, that means 10 percent or ten dollars gets taken out of that immediately before you do anything else, before you pay any bills, before you buy food, before you buy clothes, before you pay your rent, before you do anything with that hundred dollars. 10% of it comes out no matter what, right? That's the rule. It's called a law for a reason, not a suggestion. Now, I personally do this. I've been doing this ever since I read this book. I posted, I think I posted on Twitter. I was like, I don't even, re- I don't even realize the money's coming out anymore. I had 10% of my every single paycheck going directly to my stock brokerage account. And I was using that to buy stocks. And I didn't even notice it because at first, I mean, 10%, was coming out and you're like, well, you know, you know that it's coming out and you think, well, I could have used it for this. I could have used it for that. But after a few weeks and after a few months, you don't even notice it coming out and you have already adjusted your life to to account for not having that money. And suddenly that money is not so important. Right now, when you get it back, obviously, you're going to have some extra money. You're going to want to spend it. But once that money is taken out and you don't notice it and you get this amount and paycheck directly deposited into your uh, debit account, you can somehow make it work by reducing your expenses. And it's something that's so subtle, right, on the front end, right, the front end being what you actually notice that's being taken out of your account. But it makes such a huge difference on the back end, which is just this pile of money. Growing, 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 growing. Uh, Now, the next rule, right, after the 10% is the amount of money you have will grow if you find a profitable use for that money, right, a.k.a. smart investments. So not only are you saving 10% of all you earn, right, for a certain amount of time, right, don't save 10% and then use it next month to to do whatever, buy, buy weekly options, but that's what that's what I did. I'm saying that because I lost money. Um, but uh, you want to put that 10 percent away over a, a certain amount of time, be it, you know months or years or whatever you decide to do, your comfort level, your education level. But that money will grow. It will multiply, as the book says, if you use it for in, in a profitable ways. And that leads into law number three. Right. All the laws work together harmoniously. Law number three says you're less likely to lose your money if you invest it under the advice of people who know what they're doing. Or as the book says, wise in its investment, wise in its use. So basically people who have experience, right? Not your buddy down the street that says, hey, you should go buy this crypto. Right? I mean, it's it's worth less than, you know, a tenth of a tenth of a tenth of a penny. It's super cheap. If it goes up even one cent, you're gonna be rich. Like that's what's go. That's what's going on right now in the crypto world. By the way, right? It's worth point zero 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 one know cents. If you buy it now and it goes up to point zero 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 two, you're gonna be rich. 
Yeah, not that guy. You don't listen to that guy. You don't take that guy's advice. Um, but you find people who who not only have experience and and have education in the field, but also have experience, right? They don't just talk about it. Talk about other people. They're not the guys that say, "Well, Warren Buffett did this, so you should do this." It's no, I've done this over a couple of years. I've done this over a couple of years, and this is what I found works. And if you want to invest this way, you can. You, I've had this much success, right? You're less likely to lose your money if you invest it under the advice of people like that, right? Who have experience and they can tell you anecdotally from their own experience, their own life, what they've found has worked to allow their investments to grow. Now, rule number four or law number four, you will lose your money trying to do things that you're not familiar with or things that those who have the experience would not advise you to do. For instance... People like, you know, if you're following great, good investors like um, you know, Peter Lynch or Warren Buffett or, again, th- th- there's many others. But if those guys would not advise you to do the things that you're doing, right, and you're doing things you're not familiar with because you want to get rich fast, right? You saw this on YouTube and you want to try it. You saw, you, li- you heard somebody on a podcast and you want to try it. Not mine because I wouldn't tell you to do stupid things. Uh, you saw something on you know, Reddit and this person did this and they made a lot of money. And now you're not familiar with it, but you're trying to do it. right? You, you have no idea what this is. You, have no, you haven't done the research. You don't know what it is, but you just try to do it. And knowing damn well the people that you've been reading about and researching and learning from and absorbing this information on how to find profitable, reliable, safe investments, you know that those people would not agree with you putting your life savings in you know, AMC, but you do it anyway, right? That's rule number four. You will lose your money trying to do things that you're not familiar with or things that the people who have experience in that industry would advise you not to do, right? Getting an FHA loan, if you're a real estate person, right? Get an FHA loan in you know this neighborhood or or w- w- in this property without this much money you know to pay off the more I'm throwing things out there because I'm not a real estate guy but you get what I'm saying right without touching base with people who have actually have the experience and number five right the rule number five is you will lose money if you try to force your money to grow quickly if you let yourself be tricked or scammed. Or if you don't even seek the advice of other people and try to do it yourself. And this kind of builds off of number four, right? Not only are you not seeking the information and not seeking the experience, right? This is if you don't even try to seek the advice, right? You're trying to find someone who could make the money for you. And I'll say this, uh, uh, a family member of mine uh, got roped into this kind of like crypto group where this person is promising X amount of dollar returns, um, weekly, right? Paid out weekly or something like that. I honestly didn't even look, listen to too much into it because the minute it sounds too good, I'm like, yeah, no, I'll do my research. I'll, I'll circle back to you. But for me, if I'm paying you to, for you to give me this, how are you making your real money? Right? Are you making money doing this? Or are you making money off me paying you to do this and finding other people to pay you? Right? Finding those scammers, finding those tricksters, and finding people who have a wealth of experience that aren't trying. People who have, let's let's get this straight, right? People who have experience, people who are actually doing well in this in this industry, whether it be real estate, stocks, crypto, or just finance in general, just making smart investments. 
they're not trying to trick people. They're not trying to get your money first. They're not, right? They will willingly give you decent, really good advice that you can follow for free to start your journey, right? Maybe if you want to get into one-on-one sessions with them or something like that, they may charge money. But to just get started, they're not charging money, right? You got to watch out for scammers. You got to watch out for tricksters. You got to watch out for people who promise that your money can grow quickly. That's trying to force money, right, to unrealistic gains. You cannot force money. You can teach money. You can have it work for you. But to try to whip it over the back to build a pyramid in a day, you will lose that money, right? Money is a slave, but money is alive. You work money too hard, it will, too hard too quickly, I should say, it will die, right? So we're not trying to do that. So I'll recap really quickly. Money comes to those who save 10%. Your money will multiply if you find profitable, safe investment for it. You are less likely to lose money if you invest it under the advice of people who know what they're doing through experience. You will lose money if you try to do things that you're not familiar with or the people who have experience would advise you not to do. And five, you will lose money if you try to force your money to move it quickly or if you let yourself be tricked or scammed or try to do things without seeking advice and do it without any experience. Now, why is the best finance book for building wealth? I mean, the It should be pretty straightforward so far, right? It's simple. You don't need an MBA in finance. You don't need a college degree. You don't need a high school degree. If you you can read and and put together some basic information, and it's pretty simple. It's really easy to understand. And even if you don't like reading, you would like this book. It It is literally like, I wouldn't say it's 10 pages, but it's really, really, really short book. And the audiobook is just as short. There's no math involved, right? Finance book with no math involved, just timeless principles that can be attributed to any time period. And how time-tested is saving? I mean, everyone tells you to save, which is the first law. Everyone tells you to save. It's very generic advice, but it doesn't mean it's bad, right? But they never say to save for what and to save how much. Think about this. The first law of the book says, and the most important law of the book, you'll go come to find out, If you save 10% of every dollar you earn, make sure it's yours to keep. That is a game changer. And it puts a really particular thing in focus, which is why I love the book so much, right? It puts something in focus that says, and this is particularly true for America, people spend uh, uh, their lives giving away every dollar they earn to someone else. And they rarely uh, have a pot or a saving set to secure their future. Yeah, they'll have a 401k and yeah, they'll have, you know, a a pension or whatever, but that is not something that they're doing actively, right? We, when we get our paychecks, we take that, you know, $2,000, $3,000, $4,000, right? And we give money to Walmart. We give money to Amazon. We give money to Chick-fil-A. We give that money to, you know, Toys R Us. We give that money, uh, and to, to demographic I'm speaking to, right? We give that money paying rent and mortgage and car notes, going out, right? We go out to eat. After we pay our rent or our mortgage and our car note, right? After we pay the bills, we use that money that's left over to go out and eat and buy new shoes or a dress. And we think we're doing okay. Yet those shoes cost you money. Those dollars that you earned to spend on those shoes, that wasn't for you. Right, that dress that costs you money and gives you nothing back, that money wasn't for you. 10% of all you 
earn needs to be put away. That means when that check comes in, 10% gets taken right off the top, not the bottom, right? Taken off the top and then everything else, people, the other, the people, other people in your life, the, all the bills and stuff, let them fight over the other 90%. But 10% gets put away for you no matter what before you do anything else. And guess what? If you come up short that month, that means that something in your life is taking up too much of your money because you need to be able to save 10%. It needs to be there. Why? Because the four other laws require that 10% to be there. Right? Taking that pot that you're filling with the 10% of savings allows you to put it into profitable investments, law number two, under the advice of those with experience, law number three. That doesn't mean give your money to someone who says they know what they're doing, right? Because law number four says pay attention, be careful, right? It doesn't mean go watch a YouTube video, or even listen to a podcast and put all your money into their suggestions, right? In the book, quickly, you know, the the main character saved his money for a year. He saved 10% on every dollar for a year. And he gave that money to a construction man. That construction man said that he was gonna he was supposed to go abroad on a trip and he was gonna buy jewels over there at a low price. And then the jewels could be sold when he got home at a higher price. So they were going to make them, you know, double, triple their money, whatever. The main character lost all his money because the construction man got tricked into buying worthless rocks that look like jewels. The construction man got tricked because he's not a jeweler. He doesn't know anything about jewels, right? He had a, he had a you know, a, a, a worthy, he had an idea, right, a plan but he was not experienced in that field. If you're going to start investing in homes with that money you've been saving up, maybe start investing in a pool with other experienced real estate investors. A syndication, right? We've had we've done a couple episodes where we interviewed people who run syndications, right? Um, off the top of my head, we have Julie Holly. Uh, off the top of my head, we also have Lisa Hilton. Right, Julie Holly and Lisa Hilton both run syndications. Right, you can go learn from them. They've they've done it, you know, a bunch of times. If you want to buy homes, if you want to start about investing in stocks, maybe start learning to invest from someone who's experienced in the field of investing. Right, if you want to message me, great. If you want to message someone who's more experienced than me, great. Find those people and don't look for them on TV. You can look for them on YouTube, but then vet them. Right. If their main driver is to drive you to a course, that's rule number five, right? Don't let yourself get tricked or scammed. If people are just trying to push you to a course, don't let yourself get tricked or scammed. You can find great people on YouTube. You can find great people through Googling. But don't let yourself get tricked or scammed by people who make more money selling you courses than they do with their own practice, right? That's rule number five, right? Be careful. And remember the laws, right? We're not trying to force our money to multiply quickly, right? We can be patient. We can find people giving out good information for free, right? This podcast, a bunch of other podcasts. We're not looking for big returns in a short amount of time, right? Rule number four, rule number five. Like I said, super simple, right? Isn't it not? Right? They didn't have YouTube back then, but it's, it's right here, right here and now. Right, they didn't have you know uh, crypto back then, but look here and now, why these rules still apply. So along with the other lessons in this book, all this stuff is timeless, and it's all 
you can read this book in in in, in I would say in, in an hour, two hours. You can listen to the audio in less than a, in 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 a, in a few hours, right? All we have to do is follow the rules in this book, follow the principles, follow, follow the uh, parables, the, the stories religiously for six months and watch our lives change. Now, I've listened to this book on Audible so many times. I have the paperback again right over my desk. My mind absorbs information like a sponge. All of our minds will, but it really becomes second nature when it's repeated. My personality, my entire being, our entire being, because you listen to this podcast right now, you're listening for the same reason. Our entire being needs to be rewritten out of this poverty consciousness that we're taught in school. Now, you don't think you have poverty consciousness, but look at the way that you've been moving for the last couple of years. right? Really break it down. Really break down your relationship with money, how you think about money. Another good book to read is, um, is The Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. Right, the secrets of a millionaire mind. That's another way to break down the poverty consciousness that we have built deep inside of our actions. Books like these reprogram us and allow the universe to begin to deliver to us what we want. This weekend, grab the book or the audiobook and start reading or listening. As always, this has been your host, Alex Cunningham, saying be well and remember, as you begin searching for answers to life's challenges, don't seek security. Seek adventure. Thank you.